0: Hello, you are listening to the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. This is episode 113 and we've got the the OG back. The the original team is here. We've got Anton, you're back with us. How are you?
1: I'm doing very well. I'm so excited to be back because, to be honest, obviously I love the podcasting part, but just even on a simpler end, I just love being able to like catch up and be like, "What have you seen this? What do you think of this? Let's go for it. And it's just I'm so happy. <laughs> How about I yourself, Alistair?
2: Oh, me? Well, I'm I'm here and I'm very happy because I'm looking at a whole suite of bearded faces. Everybody on the podcast has a beard. This has never happened before. I
0: I'm so excited. That's what happens when I only shave once in May, and then uh, in fact I haven't even shaved in May yet. So that's why, <laughs> that's why I've managed to join you, Anton. You're very bearded, though.
1: Yeah, this is literally like a week of not shaving, <laughs> um, mm. which is fun. Al's but- is
0: six hours of not shaving,
2: <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the way I rock. I basically I'm Homer Simpson when it comes to beards. Yeah, yeah. It costs
0: a lot more money than it does for me to keep that. T- trimmed. I just don't need to do anything because, you know, as you can see. Uh, however, we are back with another episode. I know it's a bit weird for us, Al, because we recorded one only just a couple of days ago, which feels really odd to be recording another new episode.
2: Yeah, I know. And the weird thing is, I was expecting us to have pretty much nothing to speak about since we last talked about video games on, what, Thursday, and since then we've had a weekend. But actually, we've got we've got quite a bit to speak about yet again. How yeah. do we do this? What is the, the world of the Nintendo Switch just constantly produces interesting information and news and announcements and rumours and that's ah, it's why I enjoy this show.
0: Well, speaking of Nintendo Switch World stuff, I want to know what you've been playing in your Nintendo Switch World. So Anton, since we last spoke, have you uh, been playing anything gaming-wise?
1: Ooh, I've done a little. Um, I have picked up some more Minecraft Dungeons, that's the Diablo-style one. has been really fun. I've been uh, playing it with my partner and it's kind of, you know, a simple... You know, first time Diablo, which neither of us have played a Diablo game. So that's been quite fun. And as well as that, I finally picked up and played a little bit of Streets of Rage 4, which uh, it is just so charming. And it is the perfect <laughs> blend of 16-bitness, but not being 16-bit. They've just done a really good transformation. I feel like the, the trailers did just make it look a little bit flash art-ish. Obviously, I knew it was better than Flash art, but it had that element to the, in the trailers, but actually getting it and playing it so free-flowing and vivid and just... Uh, you know, the gameplay feels like it was made then, whereas, like, let's say Sonic Mania feels like a Sonic game made kind of later. This feels like it could have literally came out in, like, 1997. It's just so faithful, but um, minus all the stuff that when you go back and play it and you're like, oh, this sucks now. <laughs>
2: I just uh, love the fact that you, you described street of rage street of rage as charming. I mean going around smashing people in the face with a weapon is charming. I love it <laughs> and it depends on what side of the the glass
1: bottle you are. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I know what you mean though about the
0: Flash arty kind of style I was a bit not put off by it but I was a bit kind of like oh I wonder Um, so I I totally get that style that you're talking of but uh, the reviews have been amazing and it sounds like you've just added one more to the pile really Um, so uh, yeah good stuff and Al what
2: about you what have you had time to play since we last spoke three days ago I think I've mostly just been playing Stardew since we last spoke can remind me when we spoke had I played Mario Party with my son at that point
0: no, we just played it ourselves a few times. We talked about that on Thursday's episode.
2: Ah, well, I have discovered that five and a half year olds, who well are actually nearly six year olds, can play Mario Party. They don't do very well okay. at the mini games, but he managed to win the overall game. He did really well and he wasn't being assisted. He wasn't cheating. He was just playing the game. So there you ah. go. If you've got a young person, Mario Party, good way to get them engaged and having a bit of fun. And and they can learn to control mini games to an extent. They're just unlikely to necessarily win them fabulous yeah good stuff so that's um that's very exciting i've um
0: also had a chance to look at the miitopia demo now i want to talk about this because um i know anton am i right in saying you've played this before
1: i uh, haven't played it but very familiar with the franchise Watched that a couple of let's plays back in the day
0: mm-hmm. um and i know that you've downloaded the demo but are yet to play it al
2: uh nearly I have intentions of downloading the demo. I've not downloaded <laughs> okay, okay. it
0: yet, but I have the intention of doing so. Okay, okay. Uh, I have to say, I think I am uh, slightly obsessed with it. I really like it. I surprisingly enjoyed the demo. I haven't finished the demo, actually. I've, I've been wanting to play it all weekend, but other things have been getting in the way, um, you know, like a child and stuff like that. Um, and um, it's, I played it up to probably over the first half an hour, 40 minutes, and I'm just absolutely desperate to play the next bit. And I think... I think I'm probably going to end up wanting to buy this because the demo you can carry on to the main game once you played through it. But it's charming. It's an RPG which I kind of kind of passed me by actually. The fact that it is an RPG, um, it's funny. The characters are good. The fact that you can create whatever the heck you like is funny. I'm probably going to have you
1: guys in there at some point. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just really cool, Anton. Oh, incredible! I'm so glad you're enjoying it because I think they're absolutely, despite. Uh, my own love of uh, the game and uh, the love you're sharing is there's a lot in that title to just put you off so I'm glad you're getting your teeth sinking and I've got to ask who have you put in your party to start with
0: well I'm just at that point now so I just stopped it because there's a couple of sort of mini things you do first and then you get to make your party about half an hour 40 minutes into the demo and I'm just making it now so I might just do an nsukp
2: one i think i think that's the way i should go (laughs) can you then share that i mean presuming the demo you maybe can't but can you share it for sort of everyone in our community to just see the love and have a good I'm sure I us. could just screenshot
0: it, or oh, well, if I had the printer, I could print it out, <laughs> or, or take a photo <laughs> with my phone. You know, do the old-fashioned way. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll figure out a way to share with you exactly what I've done with the the characters. The only thing is, I'm not very good at creating me's. Like, so I don't know how well. Just, I'm Just look do. at
2: your mug, Mike. You've got a, you've literally got a template of all of us on your latest uh, n I, mug. I, I, I kind
0: of you know when we've played that game online, the um, scribble game where oh, I'm yeah. terrible at it that's what's going to happen so Anton I apologise if I uh, if you feel insulted by the me that I create of uh, you it's not um, it's not a genuine insult it's uh, just the, I'm not the very balding
1: good me that you create of me I, I, <laughs> yeah, I won't me take angry. it to
0: heart <laughs> no but I genuinely have enjoyed the demo I've also been playing a bit more Nightcall. Call um and um, a couple of other bits and pieces. But that's been the main thing. I really want to get onto me I'm going to play through the demo this week and next week give you a full review of the demo and dec- tell you whether I've decided to uh, to go for it because I do like it. I really like it. In fact, I could see me buying it and playing it day one. That's how much I've enjoyed the first half an hour. It's just very charming.
2: Ah, just do
0: it. Yeah, why not? Right, let's move on to this week's news. Tell us. Very excited about this first one. I've actually gone back and bought the old games on the DS of this. Well, this one I don't have yet on the Switch. But Level 5 have announced Leighton's Mystery Journey, Cat Trielle and the Millionaire's Conspiracy Deluxe Edition Plus for the Nintendo Switch. You can swap between the game, the anime, voice actors and play all the DLC. It's coming out July in Japan. So I'm hoping that means that we get it. Now, the difficulty is, of course, it is huge in Japan. Um, it is still big everywhere else, so I'm hoping we'll get it, but what do you reckon, Anton? How are the odds of us getting this limited yes. extra edition?
1: It's it's a tough one. I think quite low. Mainly as I think one of the biggest selling points of this uh, plus edition is the addition of being able to play it with the anime voice actors, which uh, as far as I'm aware, the anime is only available in Japan. Uh, so I think sadly we might just be stuck with the base game then buy the DLC separately, but... You know, we aren't missing out on anything at least, but uh, it's a shame because this lo- does seem like a nice tight knit package for some diehard fans, Al. You,
0: yeah, wow. I was going to say, Al, you can pick up the the main game itself. I saw it the other day for about £20 um, on Amazon or something like that. So that's obviously without the DLC, but that's the physical. So it is a game that's available, but it's a shame we're not going to probably get this.
2: I, My My suspicion was we wouldn't. This is, I mean, this really is squeezing blood from a stone. I mean, you, we already have the deluxe edition, which has got all the DLC. You can buy it physical or in the eShop. E- the whole thing is there as a deluxe edition. This plus is literally just adding voice acting. That's all this does. And they're charging another, what, so it's 40 quid. I think you can actually add the voices as paved for DLC in Japan if you already own the game. But they really are just, like, scraping the bottom of the bucket going, what, can we, what else can we make out of this game? We've got to be able to do something, make some more money, make some more money. I'm d- this just annoys me frankly just stop it <laughs> it's a good well, game leave it alone in that case I'm just going to buy the main limited
0: edition one because you're probably right to be honest we're not really missing out and that's good that you pointed that out because I didn't actually realise the, the one that we had came with the DLC so that's good yep, to know buy well, the deluxe so. edition that's what you need Excellent. Well, that's what I'll do. Uh, next up, Clace have announced Winds of Change for the Nintendo Switch. It's a fantasy furry visual novel coming out on the 3rd of June um, 2021. Um, how furry is furry when
2: it comes to this game, Al? <laughs> it's very furry, Mike. It's exceedingly furry. <laughs> this is It's another one of these weird games where you've got a sort of animal people. Uh, it was a Kickstarter. It was a Kickstarter that raised something like 390-odd percent of its um volume a couple of years ago and it's been on steam since 2019 or so to massively positive reviews it's just such a well-reviewed game uh so we're now finally getting it on the nintendo switch which is kind of cool but yeah it's a graphic novel which sounds like it's right up your street it's got lots and lots of dogs in it which again is right up your street and has yeah. really corny voice acting again right up your street this basically has okay. mike written all over it <laughs> yeah it does look uh you know
1: a desired taste but nevertheless i got to say voice acting they've clearly put a lot of effort into it the artwork looks fairly te- uh, clean and tidy and um, yeah you know got good reviews so if you're interested in a furry fantasy visual novel on Nintendo
2: Switch this might be the one for you <laughs> yeah if you've got 18 pound burning a hole in your pocket
0: Yeah, I mean, there is that, but it does look good and they say it does have some difficult, impactful choices uh, to make as well. They call it mature dark fantasy, uh, fully voiced, as you said, and some of the voice actors have worked on Overwatch. My tiger Porsche, Danganronpa, and um Rita from Pokemon Snap's voice is in there as well. So there you go. A couple of little bits of info for you. Next up, Nintendo have announced Game Builder Garage for the Nintendo Switch. You can design and share your own games coming out the eleventh of June for twenty six ninety nine. I chatted to um James about this on his doorstep when I was uh dropping off something to him and he said oh we should we should design our own uh, nintendo switch uk podcast game and that sounds great but i might let james be lead developer on that <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I, I think um our little group might need a phd uh, to get started on that but nevertheless i must say this is a, an incredible looking game and it's weird it feels so left field for nintendo but at the same time looking at labo and mario maker also such a natural progression of where they have been going uh, incredibly friendly in terms of its user interface, but also the skill of what you can do. And I imagine there's going to be a lot of children who have maybe been given you know, Mario Maker uh, 2 and then grow up into Game Builder Garage because this looks fairly um, kind of in-depth. You can do a wide variety of titles. And it's a great step going off of Mario Maker to start teaching children about logic. And to be honest, for at least to my eyes, at quite a fair price, Al.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is, this is, it absolutely took me from left field this, and I think this is one of the most exciting things I've actually seen probably appearing on the Switch, which I know that's quite a bold statement because we've had some amazing games, but the the prospects that this opens up are phenomenal. I mean, I don't know if you guys have sort of watched the trailer on what it is, but it really is very complicated stuff, but produced in such a simple way. It, you, you're connecting, move the left stick here to that move there and make that connection. Then you can basically program all your buttons, do and you can create the levels and the movements. And it goes into a lot of detail, but it's teaching really quite complex coding uh, to children. And then apparently you can get into and view and share the source code. So you can then start incorporating other people's code into your own code and make big collaborative games. There's so much scope in this. I can see this... I like to think this this would be a huge movement of a game. I have a funny feeling it might not be massively successful, but I think it will create a really hardcore following of people who will create some cool things from it. Uh, and I just think from from a... Introduction to kids' point of view, this is a phenomenal step. A Nintendo or I don't know if you noticed at the beginning of the trailer, there's a little thing where they draw a line from Nintendo to the word programming, which is basically how this mechanism works. But I like to think this is the start of something, because apparently the whole garage functionality came from Labo. I and mean, I've not used LabO, but there, there's an it's a function that's in there and they're expanding on it. Um and I'd like to see them expand this even further. Just bu- yeah. keep building on this premise. And we could be creating a whole generation of people or young kids who know how to do games at a fairly advanced level?
0: Yeah, it is great. it's
2: great. I think it's really good. I
0: mean, I th- actually, to be honest, there's um, there is another one um, that you can do some coding in. It's a bit more complicated looking though, and but there are some good games that have come out of it. But this, I really like, as you said. I think the potential for making it easy to understand for those that are maybe new to it as well is, is really high, um, and it's a good price. I mean, twenty six nine nine. I think that's a very fair price for what it does and looking forward to seeing what kind of stuff comes out of it as well um anton i'm i suspect we're going to see lots of um new titles that have been made with game
1: builder garage yeah. I, you know i think this is such a, a brilliant blend of uh you know we've got on one side you have your Nation racers and your mario makers on the other side we've had stuff like a uh, project dreams and project spark on the xbox and playstation side which to be honest Dreams is still a fairly complicated game builder, but this is at such a, a marvellous level. Uh, you know, it seems like it starts out and you have you know, pre-established assets, so you're kind of doing the basic logic and, you know, press left, go left, press up, go up. If and this, then it do really that, builds yep. upon it. And, you know, if this game got a little bit of a foothold, I could totally see it being a thing of, you know, kids picking this up because they've seen their favourite Let's Player play one mini game in it. <laughs> and then they get into the rest of it. So I'm really excited to see what they get um they find in this and I can already put my money on. There's gonna be so many Among Us clones built in.
2: Yeah, I mean there's in there there's guided lessons to make specific games, but there's a free programming mode. So you can literally do whatever your heart or imagination can create within, you know, certain bounds. It is it has the potential to be phenomenal. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I just think it's such a um such a great thing. I know you know how many times I've talked about um, education and and games and and being able to uh, combine it with uh, video games, and I think this is a really good example of that. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that. Eleventh of June, that one's out. Next up, Elon Musk and Grimes appeared on Saturday Night Live as Wario and Princess Peach. Does uh, do either of you know the connection between me and Grimes? Between you uh, and Grimes?
1: Yes. Oh, I'm excited to learn, nevertheless.
0: Oh, we both released a song with the same artist. So yeah, so we both did a song with the same K-pop band.
2: Are you um, gonna fact, are you gonna say who? Yeah, it was Luna. There you, go. <laughs> <laughs> you said
0: it already, but yeah, but uh, it's uh, the album's there actually. But yes, so so there you go. That's the connection. It's a tenuous connection, but it's like that six degrees of separation to Elon Musk. So so there we are. So tell us about this one because um, I have seen some of the pictures of it. Well, some of the pictures of it, but uh, I don't know how much we can go into detail about exactly what happened. Al, but
2: um, they were on Saturday Night Live anyway, right? <laughs> they they were on Saturday Night Live. I actually I, I love the fact it was Elon Musk of all people. was sitting in in the up dressed up as Wario. You got Grimes as Princess Peach and Luigi was being tried for... Well, actually, Princess Peach and Luigi were tried for doing some adult things together. And then there was a few references to some internet memes that Anton only just made me aware of, which... Amused me hugely, and yeah, we're probably were worth Googling about that, as a
0: grown up. It's, it's possibly one for last call for a Patreon supporter <laughs> to kind of explain the ins and outs of it. Oh, ins and outs was the wrong way, the wrong thing to do
1: anyway. <laughs> uh, it happened on Saturday. Did you watch it, Anton? I, I had a, a good skim. It's um, kind of bizarre to see Elon Musk acting, and uh, he's uh, he, he struggles with uh, his speaking, but so do I, so I, I'm not going to judge, but um, yeah, it was you know interesting to see that duo um and also you know i think they've got the posture of wario down right and uh you know it's uh it's certainly a wario and waluigi week this month well it just, is
2: i was gonna say i'd love to have been in the meeting where they decided hey let's do the sketch and wonder if they ran it past and got the approval of nintendo before doing this sketch or if they're just gonna ask for forgiveness and accept the fact that it's probably gonna be a lawsuit
0: <laughs> it's yeah i mean they can probably deal with it i mean if there's any show that can it'll be them um also speaking of well similar Luigi again i guess so it's um so fans have gone wild for a brand new render of Luigi and this crooked tongue um i've seen this it's um yeah i mean
1: it's kind of cool
0: i i don't know what what's it's the curves are a bit weird though <laughs> i'm not sure if i like the way he's posing anton
1: yeah, it's an interesting one. So how this image hit the internet, it was on a My Nintendo episode of um, kind of showcasing the new Nintendo Switch Lite in that kind of vivid blue color that they're doing. And then they were like, oh, it's kind of like Waluigi, and they showed this render that hadn't been out in the public. So uh, some people are theorizing this could be part of a new title. We know it's not part of the new golf game, but to be honest... I personally think it's just nintendo has assets on hands but very interesting pose it almost has a little bit of queer energy to it which uh as a queer person i'm like yeah let's get some of that in the, the mushroom kingdom but it's a, a very uh, bizarre pose to you know have on hands yeah i mean that
2: he, he's so contorted and appears to be licking or trying to lick the head of a rose i mean why did they ever make that in the first place i don't understand where that's come from? Why is that sitting in their <laughs> in their library somewhere to release? It's just I can. I think you're right. I can only speculate. It's part of some IP that we don't know about yet, because otherwise I don't understand the context of its existence.
0: <laughs> it's just bizarre. I mean, I, I'm all I'm all for. Um, bringing a new kind of vibe to it, but I'm just not sure if this picture is it. I'm just not. I'm on the fence about it. I, I think the 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 idea is good. I like the idea. I'm just there's quite was one quite funny moment in it as well on Twitter. Um, it's cropped really badly, so you just see from basically the bottom half down on one picture and then the rest of them on the other picture or just on on Twitter, just the way someone had cropped it. And it's really funny because it's so out of context. You're like, what the heck? Oh, it's Waluigi. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's kind of fun though. Interesting to see what does happen with that. But uh, people have been speculating. Next up, Nintendo cash reserve has hit 1 trillion yen. Now it says that reserve is well, 6.5 million pounds, but I'm assuming that's 6.5 billion pounds rather than a million pounds.
1: Yes, you are correct, Mike. Because uh, <laughs> I was thinking
0: 6.5 <laughs> I mean, they're pretty rich, Nintendo, and I'm pretty sure they've got a a very, very large reserve. But um, it does mean, Al, that, you know, if they've got that kind of money sitting there, surely, as you pointed out, we've got the anniversary of Mario Kart next year. Surely next year is going to be a huge year for Nintendo. construction off over the course of the of the
1: narrative. A construction off. The uh. way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the gaming blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now.
2: Well they've got all that cash in there. It's gonna be a huge year, but it's more interesting to speculate what they might do with it. And actually I think I won't go too much into that just now because I know we've got that in a rumor section later on. Okay. We'll leave it there. We'll come back to that. Just
0: we'll we'll park that as a as a sort of side note and we'll we'll workshop it later. Next up fans are modding Super Mario 64 PC to add ray tracing. This is kind of cool. I mean, I've seen some of these uh some some of this just over the last couple of days Anton's kicking about on social media and it's very, it's very impressive, isn't it?
1: Oh yeah, it's uh, it's certainly early days and uh, there's a lot of work to be done, but nevertheless, really kind of interesting and uncanny to see Mario 64, the original game. It's not like created in Unreal. Uh, it's a source code ported over to PC by fans on a, a previous port. And it just has this lighting, really exciting. It'll probably look uh, a lot more uh, impressive down the line once they kind of add textures and roughness to things. So currently everything has a similarish matte texture. But I know, I think it was Unreal Tournament on PC. Um, They have a, excuse me, Quake 2 on PC. They have a ray tracing version of that. And, you know, it's a simple graphics with really advanced lighting that really showcase the technology. And I'm kind of excited to see where this goes once they're able to add in that stuff like roughness and, you know, the texture to water so it shimmers
2: right. But so far, very impressive, Al. It is very impressive I don't understand how this is still out there I mean, I'm, I thought Nintendo had got rid of this I thought they tried to squash it out a long time ago But clearly it's still in the wild And people are still playing with it And I think that's really cool And I I would love to see Nintendo themselves probably do a first party Proper remake of Mario 64 Because it is such a good game And all it needs is just to be printed up and made it look modern and people would buy it in their millions I'm sure because it's a brilliant brilliant game it's still to my this day one of my favourite Mario games I've ever made yeah I need to go back and play it properly now that I did
0: uh, well I went the wrong way in the trilogy didn't I started with the newest one but I'm going to do it anyway but um, I, I have I did start it but I'm going to, need to go back and actually finish it for the first time something I, I ever actually finished it but I didn't have an N64 so That'll be why. Uh, Next up, Pokemon Master Journeys. The series launches this summer. So we know that we'll have some very excited Patreon supporters. Also, uh, I suspect Emily will be very excited about this, Anton.
1: Indeed. You know, it's a a kind of continuation of the ever growing and expanding anime. It's following up on the last season where Ash finally won at a tournament because I think that was the first time they ever won. So obviously they're going into the big leagues now with the, the master journey. So um, I think there's a bit too much lore for me to catch up on, but I'm sure uh, there's many, many and much excitement out there for it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think he's, he's climbing the ranks in something called the Coronation Series. It doesn't mean anything to me because I think I've seen in total, maybe half a dozen episodes of the anime, which is, I quite like the anime. And I watched a couple of the movies. In fact, I rewatched Mewtwo Strikes Back remastered or whatever they called it there's a new version of it appeared on netflix a while ago they're all really good i like the pokemon universe and it's kind of cool that this cartoon is still going after such a long time i don't know what number of series they're into now but it must be big numbers <laughs> and it's still going and they're they, every time they incorporate the news games and all the news pokemon and news worlds and i like it carry on yeah. keep going guys absolutely speaking of big numbers Animal
0: Crossing is the best-selling Nintendo Switch title in 2020, selling 36 million copies, which is um, quite amazing, uh, really. Um, Not surprising that that is the case, Anton, but I suppose when you consider that that game, obviously it's now over a year old, but hugely popular, and um, when you consider how many people are playing it, no, it's it's not as old as that, is it?
2: No, no, no what I was, I, I'm sitting here shaking my head for those that can't see It's not that it's sold 36 million games It's, it's sold 20.85 last year But there's now 36 games have passed the 1 million uh, games sold mark So there's 36 games uh. that sold a million or more on the Switch <laughs> Oh, I see <laughs> But yeah, yeah Animal yeah, well, Crossing has sold more than 20 million So it's it's creeping up on uh, I think we had to talk about this earlier in the week So Mario Kart is still the best-selling game on the system But last year, mm-hmm. Animal Crossing was the best-selling game of the year
0: Yeah. I think what it is, what's confused me as well, is because it came out in March the 20th, it pretty much was the height of the first lockdown. And it's been such a weird year time-wise that I can't actually get my head around the fact that that is over a year ago that this game came out. Um, But it has done incredibly well. And the fact that there there are so many great games selling and this has come out top, it's just great for Nintendo, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. There's a far more animal crossings in the world now than uh, we use so Nintendo has really done a 180 <laughs> sales wise <once. laughs>
0: yeah it's a very very good point uh, leaked documents from the Apple v Epic Games case has shown that Microsoft thought that Breath of the Wild 2 Bayonetta 3 and Metroid Prime 4 were all set to launch in 2020 now I think I just mentioned it but I suspect one of the reasons we haven't seen particularly Breath of the Wild 2 and Bayonetta 3 Metroid Prime 4 I expect to see that in 2020 2032 at some point but the first two games um, I think it's fair to say
2: that given we've had a global pandemic not a huge surprise Al Pretty much I suspect you've hit the nail on the head there I think everything's going to be slightly slightly delayed and Uh, Thinking about this through, I suspect another reason that these things might not be coming out exactly when Nintendo originally planned is the whole issue with trying to get hold of processors at the moment in the world. There's a processor shortage for anyone that doesn't know. They're trying to get hold of silicon chips is somewhat difficult because of the pandemic. Um, Mm. And that's probably going to be impacting on their manufacturing of Switches and more specifically Switch Pros. And I suspect they were going to release both of these games. or maybe not Bayonetta 3, I think that's maybe a slightly different issue but breath of the world 2 you can pretty much guarantee would be a switch pro launch title and mm. uh, i suspect they might just delay that to meet uh the release of the switch pro which will be whenever that will be
1: yeah it's uh interesting i saw an article this week chatting about like oh why is uh sony and xbox not showing new games and why are they not making it much like large announcements but uh regardless throughout the entire industry there's not enough consoles to sell (laughs) Uh, there's only so many parts uh, available so you know if you can save you know some heavy hitters for when you actually have consoles to sell makes total sense and as we've seen with animal crossing they can uh, coast on that success for a wee bit wait until you know they have you know a warehouse full of consoles drop a couple big games and then print money (laughs) it's the nintendo way
0: Absolutely Now before we move on To the rumours I just think It's a good point now To remind people Of where they can get All the additional content Because if you head to NSUKP.co.uk Forward slash Support dash us You can see all the tiers um, Not as in the crying We do that uh, In private But the The different options That you can get If you want to sign up And be one of our supporters Now Our N64 tier Get eight extra podcasts Plus the expansion chat Which is happening Next uh, This week Coming tomorrow Sorry even Al Um yes. <laughs> So yeah, got there in the end. Um, but uh, lots and lots of extras and goodies, and um, the expansion chat's always really good. We're, we're going to be um, we're going to be doing another one, but we don't know what we're doing yet with it. But we may have a have <laughs> we are so organised. We may have a special gift to give away potentially, or a prize to give away to one of our Patreon supporters as well, which is very exciting. Um, but it's just a great place to be, and the the community is the big thing. I mean, I, I think we spoke about it this week in our community. Anton and I um, had just a difficult week for many, many reasons and the the community is so supportive. It's the first time in a while we've had to say, look, we're just going to be slightly delayed on on the episode. We're not going to have some of the additional stuff, but next week we'll be back to normal. Um, And, you know, we've had the odd holiday here and there, but it was just so supportive. Everyone was messaging saying, yeah, that's great. There's so much of a back catalogue there anyway. And you also noticed, Anton... That our episode on Friday, which we didn't talk about, was our 250th overall. If you're an N64 tier Patreon, you've got 250 episodes.
1: Indeed, it's uh, kind of insane because I think episode 100 was vaguely around our episode like tw- like 200 overall. So that means in the the last 13 episodes of the main show, there's been like a whole whack of extra content. Uh, a lot of which, which is uh, incredibly kind uh, of evergreen, such as the prequel, which I always love doing, and Chat and Retro Goodness, Last Call. is usually just a bunch of memes, so you can always revisit those and uh, on the minute, round up, get some deals. It's all fun. Fun and games.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been really good, and um, it's fairly... kind of Well, basically, we, anything that we get in money-wise just goes straight back into the podcast. We mention that fairly regularly, but recently we did the new mugs as well, Al. We've got our second set of mugs now, which... We're all very... um, In fact, I spoke to James, who hasn't been on the podcast in a while, one of our hosts, and um, he said that the two mugs he uses in rotation are the two NSUKP mugs. They sit at the front of his cupboard and he just rotates them.
2: You know what? I find I do exactly the same thing. They are the two mugs that come out most often. I'm, I'm overly fond of my NSUKP mug. I don't know why. I just really enjoy them. They're a lovely thing to have. And yes, our patrons can have them. And coming up in the not too distant future, you know, someone else might... Gain one. Not going to say any more than that.
0: Yeah, well, we're not going to say any more than that, but just keep in. ear Even if you're not one of our Patreon supporters, by the way, we've got some fun things coming up in the future, but we will keep you up to date with those. It is time for the rumours. Now, I'm not normally one for gossip, but... So talking about this Apple Epic Games case, there was also uh, some other sort of leaked stuff there that revealed that the company has looked into getting Nintendo characters in Fortnite, but considers it, it a moonshot and non-starter I love this idea of a moonshot. I mean, it sounds like an extra character from Animal Crossing, to be perfectly honest. But uh, partly not. It's uh, it, it, it's not going to happen. But um, it could have been a. Ca- I mean, everyone else has done a crossover with Fortnite, Anton.
1: Yeah, you know, it seems like they were uh, in the kind of... It was basically done as a PowerPoint, probably to show some kind of other people uh, within of Epic Games what they are working on in the kind of IP department, but. Yeah, they had, you know, a really uh, kind of exciting ambition. They were like, we're going to get five PlayStation characters. We're currently talking to Microsoft, who's also talking to Valve. That's a whole other bag of rumors. But we're also going to try and talk to Nintendo. It's most likely not going to happen, <laughs> Which is a shame, because they, they had the trifecta there. It could have been something beautiful. We could have had a... Uh, you know, Kratos, Master Chief, and Samus going at it. But, you know, there's still time. We could be surprised. It's not impossible. But I think even Epic Games knows that no amount of money is going to pull that off.
2: I don't know. I can still see Samus appearing there, but it would be timed with the release of Prime 4. I mean, you can pretty much guarantee it would have to be tying in something. It wouldn't be random. I, I can see that happening, but I'm just loving all the the stuff that's coming out of this Epic Games trial. I mean, Epic versus Apple is just basically laying open the doors of the gaming industry for all to see and it's it's great fun. I mean, there, some of the stuff that's come out of it people who know about the games industry already knew like, I mean, there, was, there were headlines earlier in the week about people being shocked that Sony and Microsoft sell the Xbox and the PlayStation at a loss and make the profit on the games it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah we mean. all know that they've been doing that for yeah. decades. What's, yeah. what's the surprise here? The same um, as every other console Exactly, this is not new but it's just The world is learning about the games industry through this trial. and I just find this fascinating and there are some truly interesting things coming out of it. I'm just can't wait to see what comes out next. I'm also really intrigued to see what happens with the outcome of it, because technically speaking, it could impact the eStore.
1: Indeed, yeah, because that's uh, why we're getting a lot of details from Microsoft out of this is... Um, Apple is basically from Microsoft under the bus being like, well, they run a closed ecosystem over there that has a 30% cut and sells software only for that console and you can't get any other way. And, um, you know, if, you know, the government was just like, yep, yeah, you know, no, no walled gardens, that would massively change the PlayStation Network, eShop, Xbox and any other open platform really.
2: Yeah, it is a really interesting argument they made because the rebuttal came from um, well, maybe not the rebuttal, but the whole point of epic the epic made or was that yes, Microsoft and PlayStation do own do run these these closed wall gardens, but they're making a loss on the hardware in order to do that. That's the only way they make the money. Whereas you, Mister Apple, make a huge margin on your hardware. And you're taking this cut from the sof- the software side. So, yeah, it, it's really interesting. Cause I, I have no idea how much of a loss, profit or break-even Nintendo actually make on the Switch. I assume they initially sell it at a loss and then claw back the money on the software sales. But that's something, actually, Nintendo's the only company that I don't know what their model is, weirdly. They've never really openly said. I suspect if you dig really deep into their finances, you could probably figure it out. But I don't know. Do you know, Anton?
1: I think after the Wii U and how that went, it was sold at a profit uh, in the same way that the PS4 was sold at a profit because the PS3 sold badly. Uh, But even if it wasn't, I think after four or five years of the Switch being on the market, they've probably started making them at a profit somewhere along the line.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting. And, um, it's has been interesting to see the headlines as you say uh al and it's been in the mainstream, which has been. Definitely a point of discussion as well. Now, go back to the cash reserves. Uh, Furukawa stated that we need to secure cash reserves to ensure financial stability. But if we need to respond to rapidly advancing technology innovation, we may acquire companies that possess the technology. Mm. Okay. so who's Nintendo going to be buying then, Al? What technology have we got that they can be buying? I mean, what about like Oculus or someone like that?
2: well that's that's the interesting thing so they've got lots and lots of cash and they will after the disaster of the u they will want to keep significant cash reserves in the bank to make sure that they're you know in a solid and stable position and if they do have any more uh, hiccups along the road in the future that they can survive them and that makes perfect sense but yes speculating on what they might buy i mean the world is moving more and more to vr and augmented so that's Interesting in and of itself. Nintendo have dabbled with it very briefly with Label, but keen to see where they go. And might they start buying companies that actually can manufacture their own silicon? I mean, they've never really done it before, but look at Apple's success. Apple make many, many, many more devices than Nintendo, and they always will. I mean, it's not really a, a comparison. But if they were able to start making their own stuff, make their own manufacturing process, then there might be advantages for them. They could control the quality, they could control the speed, and um, more importantly, they could innovate in a way that other people would be less easy, uh, well, be less easily copyable because there's not that weak link in the chain of having a third party. Which you can sue them all you want. There's still a weak link in a chain. So yeah, I I love the idea of what they might buy. The other option is they might just buy a whole software companies. Why not bring a whole more people in house, buy up some really cool IPs? Nintendo could do it. They're a very rich company.
1: Yeah. It's um, I think for myself, I I kind of read this as a, a we won't be just buying, uh, to you know horizontally, uh, expand. Uh, I think it would be a case of uh, you know, getting something in the chain that's a little bit different. Although they could possibly expand to you know some of the extending businesses they deal with. You know, let's say the Mario movie does good, and they're like, we want to go all in and just have a cinematic universe. Maybe starting up their own studio in the way that Marvel Comics started up Marvel Studios, that then got bought by Disney. Um, you know, owning their filming in house, or maybe even owning the the merchandise in house, so it's less of licensing. Whole lot of possibilities, but I think if it was technology, my bet would be on Nintendo waiting till cloud technology is mature and just buying that off the shelf, basically.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's possible and it will be very interesting they've got plenty of money so absolutely they want to if they, <laughs> they want to discuss sponsoring our podcast then we're open to discussing it but just don't shut us down please that would be really good (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay next up former Retro Studios staff have claimed that a Metroid Prime trilogy is unlikely the biggest issue is that Retro Studios no longer have functional editor tools to work with the Prime code base so everything has to be brute force hard coded so basically it's a lot of work is what they're saying for potentially not a huge amount of return in terms of actually doing it uh, Anton
2: yeah, so
1: this kind of says that they couldn't actually, you know, do what they're doing with Skyward Scored and make a really native, good-looking port. It would the only way it would be possible would be in the terms of how they've done, let's say, Super Mario 64, where it's literally just an N64 game with some new button prompts and called mm-hmm. it a day. Uh, it's a little bit sad because I think, you know, these games are getting old, and you know, there's a lot of kids that will pick up Metroid Prime Four and not know what a Metroid is <laughs> outside of Smash. Um, so it's a shame that possibly this might just be a franchise that a lot of people, if they don't want to get a GameCube or a Wii, they might not be able to go back to it.
2: Yeah, it's kind of sad. It's actually, it's surprising, actually, that they've lost the editor tools for these. Because, I mean, they must have been... Either running on custom machines, or just designed in such a way that they only ran on I don't know some weird like old thirty-two bit architecture that for whatever reason isn't you can't run anymore. It just boggles my mind that they wouldn't have these editor tools somewhere. Maybe that a server crashed, they lost the code. I don't know what, but for whatever reason, yeah, they can't edit them, which is a massive shame. The only way, as they say, would be to brute force your way in and manually write every line of code. And let's face it, no developer in the right mind is going to manually write every line of code for a game that is just. Not sensible or productive at all. Well, there we are. It's not going to happen, we don't think. Next up, Taiwan
0: have... uh, Well, the rating boards have leaked Call of the Sea for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, Anton, I don't know much about Call of the Sea. What's the game... Well, it's obviously about the Sea, but what's what's the kind of reception that's been to that game?
1: Yeah, it's a very positive reception overall. It's a title that has been on Xbox and, more importantly, Xbox Game Pass for a while. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, overall gets fairly positive reviews. I believe it's kind of a, a single player title. It's not like Sea of Thieves or anything like that. But yeah, a very expansive and quite a, a gorgeous looking title. Kind of self-shaded in a, a kind of way. Um, but nevertheless, these rating board leaks are 99% of the time 100% correct. So we will be hopefully getting this short title shortly. Yeah,
2: I'm looking forward to this actually. As you say, it's been massively well reviewed everywhere, and um, it's been out on Steam since what December last year. It's it's just every review I have seen and read about it has basically praised it. It's been getting eight between eight and a half and tens out of tens, and it's just described as sort of perfectly paced, massively engaging, wonderful puzzle solver with just a fantastically engrossing story. I'm looking forward to this. I'm very pleased it's come out and as you say these ratings boards and um, leaks for want of a better word are pretty much guarantees that things are coming. So thank you very much Taiwan Rating Board. At some point I wonder if they'll get in trouble for constantly <laughs> releasing ratings. <laughs> but is, I mean, um, they, they're just doing what they've got to do. They're probably under a, some sort of legislation saying, you've got to re- review this and put the code out. Yeah, they so, I mean, are just great. quicker than everyone else at reviewing it. But no, I, I do like the look of it. I've
0: got to say, it reminds me of um, things like, just those kind of walking simulator type games, but with more happening and more kind of interaction. And, you know, just in terms of the, the, the look of it, it's really nice and really well kind of, lit and everything's good so hopefully the switch port will be good if we get one next up justice smith has encouraged fans to bury any hopes of a detective pikachu 2 as he believes it will be unlikely we're talking the movie here i'm assuming
1: indeed which is a a shame or to be expected from many people there hasn't been the most talk of detective pikachu 2 despite it being a what seemed to be like a surefire plan but uh, in all actuality, I think this would be a quite a smart move from the Pokemon company. I think having a, a diverse uh, range of Pokemon films that are live action in the world, like, you know, people weren't going to see it because it was Detective Pikachu. They maybe went to go see it because they had Ryan Reynolds. Uh, but overall, it was because it's a Pokemon game set in the Pokemon universe. So they could really move around the universe and do a lot of individual conclusive stories and then use Pokemon as the kind of tie-in marketing threads so uh, they could really do a little bit of anything but also might just be a case of the Pokemon companies just buying their time and waiting until the pandemic's over because surely they have plenty of other avenues for making money that doesn't involve getting tons of actors on a set and dealing with that faff during this time of the year.
2: Yeah, quite probably. I mean, it, it, this is such a weird one, because Detective Pikachu 2 was actually confirmed as being made before they released the first Detective Pikachu. But then the writer they took on board went off and then did the Sonic movie, and oh, they did something else, I forget what it was. But yeah, so they've, looks like they kind of lost the writer, and now it's kind of just drifted off and been canned or confirmed, or, you know, put on a back burner, we don't really know. I would love to see a sequel, because it was such a good movie, but unfortunately it got released around about the same time as the Sonic movie and the Sonic movie outsold it by quite some margin, sadly. And uh, yeah, I would, I would desperately wanted to make it. It was a brilliant, funny, engaging, almost, almost adult Pokemon movie. I mean, it, it appealed to kids, but it wasn't really designed or made for kids. You could tell it, it just, Ryan Reynolds has brought something to it that made it fantastic. And even, if I either wanted to make a sequel to it, which would be my, preference or as you suggest Anton if they just made ones that were in the same universe along the same lines had the same feeling and ethos and it could just be it could be brilliant. All all I'm saying is they would have made a lot more money if they'd cast Danny DeVito as
1: Pikachu it would be a much better movie That would have been fun. By the way, just
0: an update on one of our stories from earlier. just saw some breaking news there about it, that Game Builder Garage will only be available on the eShop in Europe. It's not going to be physical, which is a bit of a shame, really. But, uh, yeah, only on the eShop in Europe. But I suspect you might be able to get an import copy if they're saying in Europe. So it just depends. But, um, yeah, a little bit of a, an extra for you there. And that is it for this week's rumours. So it's time now for uh, the return to the quiz.
1: I have so many
2: Zah and hurrah Quiz time So um, Anton wasn't on the show last week obviously And we gave Mike an opportunity to literally leapfrog it by quite some margin But he had yeah, to work really really hard for it Undue pressure I, I call it due pressure frankly But either way sadly despite having well, actually multiple attempts <laughs> You're still 8 points to Anton's 10 But if you sure. win today you can draw even Okay I'm ready for this I'm <clears> back in, I'm back on form You're back on form Anton you ready?
1: I am. My computer was in the
2: process of crashing, but I
1: thankfully saved it with no a podcast bits. crash. It was very wow. panicking, uh, but I'm ready for the quiz now.
0: What <laughs> right, a guy! You did, look, you did look distracted. I must admit, I did think something
1: was maybe kicking off. But you yeah, did have a
2: very, very worried look in his face, and I wasn't sure if that was sort of, sort of anxiety about the quiz or if something was actually happening. <laughs> oh,
1: no, it was uh, all catching on fire. But it's sadly, uh, or thankfully, not on fire. So we're ready Good. for quiz time. Good, Good. Good. excellent
2: alright let's jump straight in then the first game was a Game Boy game from 1992 Uh, Super Mario Land 2 it is not Castlevania 2 Belmont's Quest it is not it was developed by HAL Laboratory and published by Nintendo
1: Kirby's Adventure
2: no Kirby's
0: Dream Land there you go <laughs> Yes oh.
2: <Congrats. laughs> Well done That did not take long <laughs> I won't even bother Giving you any of the rest of the clues Because You got it Well done Congrats <laughs> I hadn't actually realised I owned this game But I didn't realise There was an ability To unlock hard mode And then edit the number of lives And your maximum HP in it Alright there- Yeah Yeah I thought that was cool I was completely unaware of that Anyway Well done First blood to Mike Thanks right. Anton, can you claim this next point? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. This one is a shoot 'em up from nineteen ninety-two. Thunder Force. Not Thunder Force.
0: It's a great game. Um a shoot 'em up. Let's say
2: Thunderblade. It is not. Actually, I think I own this, but that doesn't really help either of you. It was developed <laughs> by EA. Oh, and Foresight New Media. Oh, and Ocean Software. Desert Strike. Ta-da! Yes! Oh got it straight away. Roll. Wow. That is impressive. I did not realise the number of consoles this was on. So it was, it was, as well as being developed by those guys, it was published by EA, Donmar, Gremlin Entertainment, Malibu Games and Ocean Games. It was released on the Genesis, the Amiga, the DOS, the Mac, Master System, Lynx, Game Gear, Game Boy, SNES and PSP.
0: I mean wow. it was Everywhere for a while Well that and Jungle Strike There was another one as well I think Like Urban Strike Maybe I There was, was
2: yeah There were I think Four of them uh, In the end And they were EA's Best selling games At the time And what I another thing i didn't know is the, the little helicopters they were 3d models that they then turned into sprites and then sort of tweaked them at the pixel level i didn't Ooh. know that they developed didn't a whole it. new wow. like top-down mo- camera with momentum to model helicopters movement which i didn't know i mean that was an amazing game and i remember playing that years ago couldn't tell you yeah. what i had it on but i played that game and it was great i definitely had it on the mega drive definitely. yeah likewise yeah it was cool. Well, wow, that means Mike has yeah, won, yeah, but there's... clean
1: sweep. Clean <laughs> well, sweep. there's third to go. There's, yeah.
2: yeah, Anton can still at A least find point. point here. A dignity point indeed. <laughs> All right. I want you to tell me what year this game came out. Now, Do I give you the console? 1st I've not confirmed. decided yet. I'm trying to say whether to give you the console for this or not, because that will narrow it down. I'm not. I'm just going to give you the name of the game,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I want Mike to go first because you're in the lead. Yeah. What year did Bonk's Adventure come out?
1: 1993, 1992, on the Turbo Graphics and PC Engine. <laughs> well, Anton did get it. It was 1992 on the nose.
0: Wow, <laughs> well done. All well right, done. game. My 93 guess was not bad. <laughs> yeah. It was
2: pretty darn good. Yeah, actually, yeah, I've played weird. it. That's a bit, a bit. Different. I've just looked it up on a different thing. When I initially looked it up, it came up saying 1992. Ah, 1992 on the Game Boy. Which is what I was looking up specifically, going, but actually, the original game was released in 1990. So I would wow. have accepted either one. Yeah, but Anton was still closest. So, you know, Anton wins at that point. So but was, Mike um, is now 1010.
1: It was like the mascot for the Turbo Graphics, which was uh, a fun one. So it was like Mario, Bonk, or Sonic.
2: Yeah, it was um, on TurboGrafx, NES, Game Boy, Amiga, and Arcade. Wow, didn't know it was uh
1: It strayed so far. Impressive.
2: Yeah. Well, there you go. We've all learned something today, but uh, yes, the important thing is, it is now tied 10-10. Wow. wow. 10-10. <laughs> I mean, um, t- yeah, I mean, we're
0: halfway we, to we good vision. We need
1: to figure out what happens when somebody wins the season.
2: If the loser goes into the dunk tank, I believe.
1: Okay. All right. Oh
2: no, because that's <laughs>
1: likely going to be me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> get your own back, Sil, which probably doesn't mean anything, Anton, because get your own back was probably before you were born. Um.
1: I'm I'm presuming so. I'm going to nod in agreement. (laughs)
0: Way way before I was born as well, to be honest. Um, All right. Well, that is it for this week. Thank you so much to everybody once again for your support and for um, continually downloading and supporting us. We really appreciate it. And yeah, we'll be back in a week's time with another one for our Patreon supporters. We have, um, well, I don't know, actually. We've got to discuss what we're doing, but we'll, we'll have either Roundup or, or uh, the prequel. Plus, we'll have our expansion chat tomorrow as well, which is going to be a lot of fun. But until then, we shall see you soon.
2: Goodbye. And cheerio. And au revoir.